Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now to talk about the situation in Israel and what needs to happen is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He's a retired Defense Department Intel operative, also president of Project Sentinel and also the London Center for Policy Research. Uh, Tony, I know you've been in tough spots your thoughts of what Israel has to do to first, of course, save the hostages and also send a message to Hamas. Well, thank you, Reed, for having me. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. The, uh, the Israeli military and government are being restrained for purposes of trying to figure out where exactly these people were moved. And I, I do believe that uh, you would have seen a lot more military action had they not done this. With that said, uh, at this point, uh, Former Speaker McCarthy, I think, is saying more based on what he knows directly. And I've got the same basic information. Indications are the Biden administration knows that there are American hostages. They just don't want to talk about it for obvious reasons. And because of that, they're holding back. That's why Biden did not come out and say anything today. It's one of the big reasons. So we must work with the Israelis to first off ascertain where these people are to include uh, their hostages. Uh, we're probably going to see several dual citizen families who have been captured and, and then work as quickly as possible. That's one of the reasons they moved uh, the carrier battle group in. I suspect we have more special operations forces now being deployed to go forward. The big thing, I, I think, is to, once things start, get our people out, figure out a, a plan for us to begin an enhanced uh targeting using a spectrum of clandestine methodologies to make life very miserable for the Iranians. I think that's something that's not been done since Donald Trump. And then, frankly, let the let the Israelis go do what they do very well, which is defend themselves. Uh, there should be no calling for mitigation or restraint uh, on the Israelis and what they have to do. And there's been talk about how severe uh, they will handle the, the, uh, the Gaza Strip. Uh, I think it's it, it needs to be very severe. It needs to be uh, to, severe to the point of where there cannot be any more attacks. Uh, remember, Rita, there's 5,000 rockets fired from the Gaza Strip into the Israeli territory. Uh, and we must also then trace back with the Israelis who helped train, equip, and then coordinate these attacks. Because I'm telling you right now, there's no way uh, Hamas by itself could have done the immense uh, work of logistically moving all this stuff into their area by themselves. They could not have trained the terror group, the, the pilots who flew the paragliders in by themselves. All these things had to be coordinated by a third party, and I do believe that was Iran. So uh, we got to look past what happened to start taking action to both uh, bolster our, uh, our people, uh, protecting our citizens overseas, and sending a very strong message, and I am not a neocon, but we must send a very strong message that if we are going to be challenged, if our people are going to be targeted, there's going to be very severe consequences. And one little point on that, you probably, I know you recall that uh, Donald Trump in January of 2020 assassinated uh, General Soleimani, one of the senior leaders of the IRGC, the Quds Force of the Iranian Republic. Yep. Uh, Soleimani was responsible for not only uh, training and, and paying for the resistance against us in Afghanistan, he literally 
helped our militia and gave uh, specific uh, technology to those militia to kill Americans in Iraq. Uh, it was after his assassination, that is, Soleimani's assassination, the Iranians took a step back because Trump made it personal. And that's what we have to do here. Uh, first off and foremost, there must be targeting of the leadership of these uh, organizations, of uh, the Iranian Quds Force and IRGC, and these Hamas uh, terrorists, so that there's a personal and direct cost. Because otherwise, Rita, uh, this is going to be uh, simply the beginning. This is going to be a, the, the Israeli version of 9-11, which I think, if you look at the numbers, it is at least as severe, if not more severe, than, the, than our 9-11. And if we don't work with them to push back against this horrific act, and I, I mean, I, I cannot put in words the brutality we've all seen in the videos of what happened that we must work with them to push back and push back very hard so that this threat does not dare raise its head again anytime in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, Tony, I have so many questions for you, Lieutenant Colonel Tony sure. Schaefer. First, first off, you talked about sort of the intelligence failure. How could this happen yeah. when Israel has the Iron Dome? This was obviously so planned out. They were coming from land, air, sea on gliders coming in. And just as you talked about, clearly very orchestrated. How could this happen with, you know, Israel having such great intel, um, America having such great intel? It sounds like everybody was flat-footed. They took a page out of the book of uh, strategic deception. We've done the same thing to other organizations and people. For example, during World War II, uh, Operation Garbo was part of uh, a larger operation called Operation Bodyguard, where the United States and British had doubled German uh, uh, spies and basically fed those spies false information back to Germany to deceive them regarding the time and date of the Normandy invasion, D-Day. So I, I suspect that that's what happened here. The Mossad was literally taken to the cleaners. I think uh, there must have been some program, again, ran, ran by a third party, probably the Iranians, who have the sophistication and, and scope to do this, to map out and understand all of the different sources the Mossad and, and Israeli intelligence were, were looking at. Uh, and feeding false information, misleading information, to basically lull them into a sense of, of uh, stupor, to, to basically you know make them believe nothing's about to happen. Secondly, some of this is, I think, based on the internal strife within uh, Israel itself. I think Hamas saw the opportunity based on some of the internal political differences. And also, obviously, the Yom Kippur, Kippur uh, anniversary, uh, 50 years ago uh, to the date, of the Yom Kippur 73 war, I, I think these are all things that, that happened to really uh, just hit at the exact right time using the exact right methodology. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to whoever the intelligence officers who were on the other side because they did do a masterful job. With that said, Mossad had better get up, uh, wipe their bloody nose off, and get back in the game because, as you said, there's absolutely – uh, clear evidence that they did not see any of this coming whatsoever. And again, 5,000 rockets, you, those things had to be smuggled in. Uh, paragliding uh, aircraft, those, again, had to be smuggled in. Yeah, bulldozers, apparently, you know, right. tanks, and or not tanks, but right. uh, big pickup trucks and bulldozers. Right. I mean, come on. So, so there had to be some level of, uh, I always know this from, from seeing these guys, terrorists for the past uh, 35, 40 years, there's always rehearsals. There's always indicators because they have to rehearse and be prepared to, go, to execute. And again, on the day that they decided to do it, it was well executed, well planned, and flawless. The other thing I, I need to say, and, and this is going to probably upset some folks, this attack 
uh, strengthens any justification for our Second Amendment. One of the things Hamas did know is that they would go into unarmed civilian enclaves and with impunity kill people because nobody was armed. So this is this needs to be a lesson that we can never allow uh, uh, groups of citizens to not be prepared to invest in their own defense. And uh, clearly, had there been people uh, like like here in America, uh, you know, you didn't have to have a lot, but you had to have some who could have pushed back and essentially set up safe places for the civilians to go or be defended, you would not have seen the mass casualties. And I, unfortunately, I think we're going to see uh, over a thousand dead when when everything is said and done. Yeah. And in fact, uh, there are some reports, Tony, that now there's at least a thousand, maybe up to sixteen hundred um, I I don't want to have you like reveal sources or whatever, but wh- are you hearing anything about how many Americans could potentially be held hostage? Oh, I think it's double what they're. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the the death count is double what they're saying, and they're thinking that there's at least a dozen hostages from my sources. 